Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, June 7th. Good morning, Cherie. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, everyone. Today is Election Day in California. Oh, yeah. And uh, for those of you who did not know, and, uh, and I know. think also New Jersey, a few more states. But I can't find them here. I don't know why they wouldn't list it. They don't even care about the elections in California. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, lo- I just the, love when the, you go off the about headlines. the Sam. It's great. Yeah, it's true. I know, but um, yeah. So so last night, uh, I guess uh, Hillary was considered. She went. She got the majority of the delegates, so they figured she's uh, a foregone conclusion. But uh, try to tell that to the Bernie. Sanders fans, right. yeah, they're all out in full force today to try and, and turn the tide. So we'll see. You know, I mean, that's amazing. I, know. I know. So uh, we'll see. I'm I'm still considering whether I should go vote or not because uh, my vote I feel is not going to matter. So uh, that's my protest. But you never know. I mean, you should go vote because let's just say that whenever you vote, what if it's right and you feel really good about yourself? Right. I don't know. I'm just trying to. Yeah. Help you out there. No, 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 no. I mean, you're right. I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I always I feel know. Our, our votes don't matter. I know. Because, look, by the time it got here, everybody's decided already what's happening. So It's kind of. Yeah. But uh, but nevertheless, and, and then I try to see, okay, well, maybe there's some measures, some propositions that we need to consider and stuff. Uh, but I haven't done my research. I don't know about local government. I don't know about even state government. I don't know, you know, other than the government, governor and stuff, I don't know anybody else who's running. You yeah. know, so it's kind of pretentious to vote for someone you don't know, you know, just because you go to the poll and you see a name you might recognize or something. Right. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people do that, to be honest. Right. They do their research and just like they hear something or see and then it's like, boom. Right. Oh, I've seen a yeah. sign on the, you know, in the front yard with this name. So I'll vote. I'll vote for him or something. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. But it happens all the time. It does. It does. It's really sad. Yeah. I know. Well, in a few minutes, we're going to get a call from a guest uh, back east, and we're going to talk about how to become an actor and a model and things like that. So oh, funny. That should be interesting. That would be interesting. Uh, for those of you who are considering moving to Hollywood or who have moved and can't understand why th- their career is not taking off, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so people come here and it doesn't... I think most people come here and they don't really make it as big as they would like it to be. Let's put it that way. You know, and it's a shame. Some people, there are a lot of talented people out there, but don't get opportunities. Or there are other reasons other people make it that are not so talented and vice versa. Mm. Uh, (laughs) So a lot that goes on, I think, behind the scenes there. Yeah. Literally. Um, I guess, yeah. I guess so. mm Mm-hmm. I was looking at. Sorry, I got distracted. There's one of those cars. It's like I forgot what it was called. That was like a '50s kind of car. I don't know okay. the name of it, but I'm obsessed. I think those cars are so cool looking. You like, like those old, classic cars? I do. I oh, think they're wow. so beautiful. And it was just yeah. in like a, they were like towing it somewhere, not towing it or um, bringing it somewhere, mm. and it was really pretty. Oh, okay. I like those cars. I know they're they're fun, you know, but you can't compare it to the modern cars where it's just. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun to drive. I don't know. I'm kind of a modern person, you know. Yeah. I don't get into antiques and things like that. Although I can see where people would appreciate it. No, I'm know? just saying, like it looks. It I don't know. Fun. I don't know. I'd probably. But like they looked cool. I'd have a modern car and that car just because yeah, it right? looks really cool. I know, and people would notice you for sure. It's you know, super cute. I know, with all the fins and the tail fins. And, and the all colors, that stuff, yeah. And I think, yeah. like, I kind of think it would be cool though if people, not to that extreme, but like men and women would dress like that a little bit more. Like yeah, huh? it was, they were so like proper and yeah. kind of like men dressed like gentlemen and ladies dressed like ladies. And don't bring wrong, I love like you know, as you can see, almost every day wearing a hat and jeans and stuff. I like that, but I love how ladies, you know, we dress up to go somewhere, wear yeah. a little dress, and the men would come really all 
dressed up. It was just that was a sweet. yeah because I think it's well yeah early on it was a big deal to have a car you know so people would make or even an to go on a date it. or it's like yeah. a casual date was just like it was something that you know people don't even really court anymore like actual yeah. dating it's it's not it's non-existent sometimes. yeah I know um, we court through our phones you know yeah. with text and shit yeah. yeah that's pretty bad yeah it really is or then like a guy will actually take you out and you're like wait what's wrong like why is he showing up here with flowers that's weird is he desperate like you start thinking all this shit because you're so used to other things it's right. so bizarre yeah. yeah it's like yeah. I know does anybody bring flowers anymore yeah Actually, sure I've, I've do, had right? a couple of guys that um, I got to admit they were very good at courting. Like they take you to nice places. They would show up with flowers, very nice, and it was really yeah. sweet. But they were both assholes, so you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they turned out to be. It's like, was that just a front? Yeah. So they had ulterior motives. Well, it's not about ulterior motives because they were genuinely. I think it started well, but we, you know, both of these individuals was not compatible. Okay. One was a good person. I just. Um, think he you know um we were just different in our personalities and the other one was just you know the one i, I dated for a while and turned out to be a completely different person i see okay, after a while after he knew like i liked him then it was like the personality slowly started to change wow. very manipulative and i was like fuck really? you yeah yeah so he was totally different when you met him yeah right? like you his know? was a front the other guy i don't think was a front i think he was genuinely i shouldn't i, I take back saying that guy was an asshole because he was genuinely a sweet guy yeah um there were just other reasons there but the other one i think was a completely Complete show, you know. <laughs> yeah. And look, I'm not saying a guy has to do that; they don't have to do it. But if you want to, like, right. do it because if you want to do something from your heart and you're being genuine, it's always right. Exactly, be genuine about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't, if you don't f- believe in flowers, don't bring flowers. Yeah, because it'll show. It always shows. Right. It'll come off as like okay, a front, or it'll it eventually comes out. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but if you're that guy, then be that guy. Yeah, exactly. Because people you know, do appreciate it. It's very rare. Yeah. That's true. Unless you're on The Bachelorette, then you can bring a lot of flowers. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That's I'm, all it's about. I feel awful. I'm like the only person who doesn't watch that. And I don't watch it either. I don't get into it. I yeah. mean, I remember years ago when it first came out, I might have watched uh-huh. one. I think it was The Bachelor, like one or two of them. And then after, I just couldn't keep up. Right. So I feel like so um, left out because I hear people talking about it all the time, though. Yeah. I just true. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's always interesting, though, but I think a lot of it's really put on. And I like I like watching the crazy people, though. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Not the, like, happily ever after. I like the ones that go on and, like, are psycho with the guy. And I'm like, that's a crazy bitch. Watch out. Like, I know. That's they put themselves. I know. They yeah. put themselves through so much uh, humiliation, yeah. I think, you know, embarrassment well, I mean, or... Yeah, and if you do that, you're signing your rights away. I mean, they right. can edit you. Even if you do one or two bad things we all do as humans, they will take that and make you into a tornado. Really? You know, so... So they, they sort of develop the personalities. Absolutely. You're, when you sign that paper, you are you are saying, do whatever you want to do, edit me however you want to edit yeah. me. Wow. I mean, they can take you and make you into a whole thing just for interve- entertainment yeah. value. Right, exactly. But so much for reality, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. You know, I mean, if they stage it and they plan it, then it's not reality anymore. But I think many people already know that, you yeah. know, because people that have been on those shows will tell you uh, there's a lot of editing, like you said, going on. Uh, a lot of manipulating the stories and so right. forth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you can totally see that. Yeah, you're right. But I think a lot of people are aware of that. Yeah. Right, I agree with that. Yeah, but I can't watch those anymore. I mean, I used to watch uh, Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch that when they were in the house to be together? On that, like, a couple of times. Really? I, like, I can never do that just because I, I would I would be the crazy person, but not from editing because I need my space and yeah, I'd be right. like, leave me alone, like <laughs> get out of my face. I know it would be a perfect match for you, I guess. If well, like because everybody, it's like you can't. You're so confined, right? And, and people can see everything, yeah. even in the shower. Oh, you know? yeah. See, yeah, that's where we need to draw the line. Yeah, right. Not even because of just like you know nudity, just because you need your personal space. Right, you moments. do. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna go to the restroom, let me go to the restroom. Don't you don't need to be a part of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously, you don't. <laughs> but yeah. I know. So people are crazy, and the things they go through. You know, I mean, I know one woman that was on the show. And they made her dress like a clown and all these well, things. Really? You know? They yeah. told her to do that? or Well, they made her, uh, because of one of the games, oh, she okay. lost one of the games or whatever, you know. So, yeah, when you were the loser of the game, you had to wear this 
clown outfit or something, you know, which well, was ridiculous. I guess it ridiculous. could be worse. I mean, clown yeah, outfit. I wear it that could sometimes. Yeah, could be worse, yeah. <laughs> I know. Remember That's normal, like, Sam. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> remember they used to have Fear Factor, which was one of the first oh, shows. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And uh, they would always eat the gross thing. <gasps> See, yeah, yeah, that's where I draw the line. Is it? Yeah. Do they still have Fear Factor? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so, but oh yeah, God, they used to insane. eat the grossest things oh ever. God. But don't, and, and it's so weird because in places they really actually eat things like that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. God, there's no way. If somebody had a spider in my face, I don't care how much money you pay. There's no way that's happening. You would need Oh, it. no. Spiders are the devil to me. Like, <laughs> I can handle anything. Well, well, probably anything else. But spiders freak me the hell out. Well. I always say you don't need eight legs and four eyes. That's just too many. It's unnecessary. Yeah, right? <laughs> Creepy fuckers. I don't like them. Uh-uh. Even if they're smaller than you, nope, huh? Nope. Don't like it. Nope. Wow. My father... You know, my dad, he says to this day, he said, I can always tell... He calls it the spider scream. Uh-huh. And I... I didn't understand what he meant by that. He said, even as a little girl, I knew when there was a spider, there's a certain scream that you do. <laughs> to this day, that scream still exists. Really? Yes. Wow. I think every woman has one. Uh, yeah, I think they do. But some women, like one of my friends, she got bit by a spider not long ago. She has this huge wow. like thing on her nose. They have to drain it. Like She got bit, but she actually says, oh, I don't care. I like spiders. I'm like, you just got bit by the <laughs> devil and you still love spiders? You were messed up. Probably possessed wow. you. <laughs> but anyway, it was really really freaking funny I mean she was like defending the spider and I was like no uh-uh, not gonna happen and I had this book I should bring it in one day it's amazing it's called uh, the little book of completely useless information okay it's so fascinating yeah huh? I know. and I they stuff like say that. that like we eat on average eight to ten at least eight to ten spiders in our sleep Really? Yeah. Like a year they crawl, or something? I don't know if it's, it could, I would think a year, you know, mm-hmm. but they say they crawl in your mouth at night and you eat them. Yeah. I'm wow. just letting everyone know you have eaten spiders. Yeah. Well, hold that thought. Let's go ahead and uh, take our guest right now. Uh, oh, we, there? Yeah, we're going to be, we're going to yeah. be joined by uh, Marcus, uh, Aaron Marcus. Aaron, are you with us this morning? Sam, I am right here. So nice to hear your voice. Thank you very much. The same here. Where are you calling us from this morning? I am calling from lovely Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, I love Maryland. Wow. So in uh, in the uh, in the middle of all the political action pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah. awesome. So is that where you lived all your life or did you move yeah, around? Yeah, actually I, I I grew up here. My bed is here. I travel a lot for acting and modeling jobs. Right. Uh, but this is my home base. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so let's introduce you. You're a an acting and modeling coach, would you say? Well, I'm a lot of things. I'm kind of schizophrenic here. Okay. I am a full-time actor and model. That's my daytime job. I'm also an author. I wrote How to Become a Successful Actor and Model. And I also do mentoring, online mentoring, where I teach people how to get started in the acting or modeling industry, or for people who've been in the industry for a while, how they can jumpstart their career and go to the next level. Sounds good. So hmm. you've got experience in that, obviously. By the way, I have Cherie here. Hello, uh, Aaron. I forgot Hi, to introduce her. Yeah, what's up, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the well, other usually voice. They, no, but usually they know they're calling into right, uh, right. same with Cherie. So, uh, but uh, so going back uh, back to this, Aaron. Uh, how long have you been working in in uh, in this industry of acting and modeling? Uh, a little over thirty years. That's been my full-time job for a little over 30 years. Wow. How did you get started, Aaron? What made you decide to do it? Um, Well, the short version is I was a college student, and I needed a job to support myself. And I met an actor, and he told me what he did, and I thought, wow, that sounds like fun. And so I started doing some acting and commercial modeling on a part-time basis while I was a full-time college student. And I was finding that I was kind of surprised, but I was actually getting some work and really loved doing what I was doing. And after doing it part-time for two years, I decided not to pursue physical therapy. And I wanted to try this out full-time. And that was uh, 1986 is when I started full-time. Interesting. And you started in Maryland. 
Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? I think that's a great idea for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're living in L.A. or living in New York, I'm not suggesting you know you move out of those cities. <laughs> but um, actually, there there are a lot of advantages of starting off in a smaller market where you can get more experience because you don't have as many people you know going after the same roles and the same kinds of jobs. Right. And you know what I always tell people is like once you've you know what you're doing, you've learned a lot, you've taken classes, you've read, and and you've got a good resume, then if you want to start jumping into a major market, that would be a good time to do it. So I didn't, I didn't start um, pursuing New York until I had already done uh, work for about four years. Very and, interesting. And the four years, it was like Baltimore, it was D.C., Philadelphia, some in New Jersey, um, so I kind of started off in a, in a smaller, you know, a smaller market before I worked up, you know, to New York. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're here to say you don't have to be on either coast in order to really pursue your career in acting and modeling, uh, because there's a demand for it everywhere, right? I mean, there is. Look, look. If if you only want to work on television shows, you only want to work on films. Certainly, New York and L.A. are the best places to be, although I have to say, and a lot of people don't know this, Atlanta has become the largest market outside of New York and L.A., um, and it's it's booming there. I mean, I've done two TV shows in Atlanta. I did a feature film in Atlanta. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But, but the fact is, just to kind of finish up with your question, just because you live in a secondary market, you know, in a small market, doesn't mean that there aren't great photographers there, there aren't great advertising agencies there, that there aren't, you know, really good projects going on. Right. Because yeah. just because you live outside of those cities doesn't mean you're not really talented. So there are very specific ways that you can go about finding work in smaller markets and finding agents and even getting work on your own. Uh, but absolutely, there there is work, especially in the commercial modeling world. And a lot of people just don't even know what commercial modeling is. Th- those are all the models that you see in non-fashion ads. So whether it's the high-end, uh, you know, gap catalogs where people are beautiful, to the nerd who maybe is fixing a computer, you know, people with great bodies, people who are overweight, people who are tall, people who are short. When you, you know, watch TV commercials or you're looking at ads in magazines and newspapers and brochures or on the internet, you see all different types of people. And that's why commercial modeling it can be really, really good for people, especially in smaller markets. Right. And it pays well, too, right, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. I mean, in New York, the going rate for commercial models doesn't mean you always get this. It's $250 an hour. In Los Angeles, it's $187.50. In most secondary markets, it can vary from maybe 75 up to 175 200 an hour which is I mean it's incredible that's non-union though right sorry to cut you off that's that would be a non-union job as you're you're speaking right well commercial modeling has nothing to do with the union okay there is no there's no connection between SAG-AFTRA which is the major actors union with commercial modeling jobs because these are still pictures. There is no filming, there's no there are no lines. It's just a still picture. So look, I'm a vested member of SAG after, meaning that I've earned enough over uh, a certain amount of years that I get a pension when I retire. Right. And but there's no connection between that and the commercial modeling work that I do. Yeah, I and, misunderstood and you, you. I thought um, when you said commercial modeling, I was thinking like actual commercial, but you're saying I know, like, me still, too. Yeah, I was thinking like a commercial I'm sorry, on TV. I didn't make that clear. No, Let okay. me tell you what the distinction is, and, and you're right, that's what most people think of. There's commercial acting and commercial modeling. Commercial acting, those are TV commercials. Okay. Wow. Commercial modeling, or sometimes they call it commercial print, those are the still pictures. Now, talking about uh, TV commercials, that's where all union actors, well, I sh- maybe I shouldn't say all. Well, I can tell you that is where more money is made by union actors than anything else. You, you hear about right. actors making, you know, a million dollars an episode, you know, on some uh, network shows. 
people making 20, 30, 50 million dollars from a feature film. Still, union actors make more money from TV commercials than anything else. So, wow. yeah, TV commercials can be really, really uh, lucrative. Lucrative, and, right? Yeah. Now, the difference is, without getting into all the technical stuff, when you do, a, if you're non-union, you're not a member of SAG-AFTRA, and you do a TV commercial, you get paid for your session, and then that's it. That's you're it, not right? See any other money? No, yeah, no, I know. And then when you're in union, you keep getting checks for years, right? As long, every get, time, every time the commercial gets played or something. Yeah. Well, well, okay. No? So I mean, so you're bringing this up. I'll give you the technical stuff. So, okay. <laughs> so if it's a union TV commercial, as long as it, they continue to run the commercial every 13 weeks, which is a quarter of a year, you get a check. And even if they decide to, it's called hold it. That means they decided for this cycle they're not going to air it. Let's say let's say it's for a um, a resort that people go to in the summer. Well, maybe in you know October, January they're not going to run it. They might put it on hold, meaning that they're not going to use it now, but they might use it in the future. You still get a holding fee for that. So you're not going to earn as much, but you still get paid for that. And that will continue to happen as long as they are running the commercial. Um, now, there there are certain categories where, and you're right, where every time it airs, you get paid. That's considered, they call that a class A. Like, for instance, all the TV commercials you see during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. those are class A commercials. Every time you see them, the actors get paid. Uh, if it's not a class A category, then you don't get paid every time it airs. Mm. It just depends on uh, where it's airing. The larger the market, the more money you get. If yeah. it's a, but once again, if it's a non-union spot, you get paid once, and there are no residuals, and that's why, that's why you can make you can make a lot of money uh, doing a union TV spot. Sounds good. Now, um, Aaron has a book. Uh, you have a new book, "How to Become a Successful Actor and Model." Uh, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, did the book just come out? Yeah, actually, in May okay. it just came out, oh, and wow. it is great. Um, it's really so helpful, you know, for anybody who either dreamed about being an actor or a model, maybe even years ago, and they thought, you know, I'm getting too old, or you know, I'm not tall enough, or maybe you know, my body's not perfect enough. But I really, I'd love to do it. But I don't even have a clue as to how to get started. I don't want to get ripped off. You hear about scams? Yes. This book will be invaluable for you, or if you have kids who want to get started, and it just, it, it's a cookbook, and it just holds your hand, walks you through the process of everything, of how to get started, how to put together the right photos, you know, how to find representation, how to deal with contracts, how to even get work on your own, and it's just a, a great book for anybody who wants to get work, you know, you want to get started, or even, like I said before, even if you've been in the industry for a while, but you want to jump up to the next level. Yeah. What would you suggest for that, those types of people? You mean to the jump to the next level? Yeah. Well, there, there are a lot of things that you want to do. One is you've got to make sure that your headshot, which is the actor's most important uh, piece of material, really represents the actor and I mean look I do full work full day workshops just talking about how to create a great headshot but a 30 second version would be make sure that it fits your category so like for me I look like everybody's next door neighbor not a good looking guy I'm just like the regular guy Mm. and so I will get cast as the doctor the senator uh, the butler matter of fact that's what I that was my reoccurring role in House of Cards Mm. Um, so I'm just like the regular kind of person so when you look at my headshot and and actually if if people want to see it you can go to howtoactandmodel.org you can actually see my headshot you can see my actors reel and you will see, here's a guy who's approachable, a guy that you like, a guy who's friendly, a guy who's intelligent. That's, that's how I get cast. So uh-huh. I want to bang people over the head with the look because without that great headshot, you're not going to get called in to, right. to read for a part. People are looking at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of headshots online. 
you have to have one that grabs people's attention. You yeah. need to learn how to put together a strong resume. Even if you've had a small amount of experience, there are things that you can do to add to your resume. Even things like try to get involved in some student films. You know, if you're, if you're not in a position to be uh, submitted for feature films or you know, major independent films, try to do as many student films as possible. It's a great way to get acting training, on-camera training, build up your resume, make connections with directors and other actors, and it looks good on a resume. So those are some of the basic things Certainly the best thing is if you have an agent who is really connected to you know the industry and can submit you for the right kinds of jobs. You also want to make sure you know how to audition because that's very different than just being a good actor. There are plenty of Absolutely. good actors who can't audition. That's so and true. And it really hurts their career. Yeah. Did and you hear so, De Niro said if he had to, um, at one point he said if he had to do auditions again, he, would, he couldn't do it? Okay. He said that? I probably yeah. wouldn't get cast. De Niro said that. He was like, it's a necessary wow. evil. He said, but if I had to audition, I wouldn't get the part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a, it's, it's a whole world all into itself. Yeah, it's to awful. be able to be comfortable, to be able to uh, prepare properly. And once again, I mean, those are things I talk about in the book, how to prepare before your audition. Like, let me give you one example. If you're auditioning for a television show, you absolutely have to watch the show. You've got to be really familiar with the show. You've got to know who the characters are. You have to know what type of show is it. What's the pacing of the show? Do people talk back and forth really quickly? Is it more laid back? Is it quieter? So that way, when you go into audition, you know that you are auditioning properly in the right frame for that specific show, because if you don't, you're not going to get the role. And you right. need to know the major characters because if you walk in and you ask the casting director, hey, uh, so who is this guy Jim that I'm reading with? And that's the star of the show. <laughs> you're going to be viewed as a lazy actor, somebody who didn't prepare properly, and you're not going to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, for those of you who want to find out more, go to the website howtoactandmodel.org and uh, you can find out a lot more resolve to Aaron Robert Marcus but at the same time this is what uh, the website is book the job your acting and modeling career site uh, a wealth of information here I mean you guys can find so many different things here on this site would take a while to go through everything and uh, obviously you've got the experience and the uh, and you've earned I think the right to give people some advice as far as to uh, how to get into the industry and stuff I know that every time I'm, I'm curious about like like the music industry or my daughter now in the comic book industry we go to books like this you know you go to a book by somebody who's been in the business uh who has been there and they can pretty much tell you what you can expect right uh like people have like maybe unrealistic dreams and expectations and you can set them straight here well you know and you made some really good points look people dream and fantasize about things all the time and the problem is a lot of times people don't do their homework first and people think that they're just going to be discovered and that they're going to become famous because unfortunately sometimes you know when you're watching some of the reality shows that's what happens you yeah know, people but th that kind of fame really doesn't last you know it's a very short-lived kind of fame so yeah in, in my private sessions in you know in my book I, it's, it's a very realistic kind of picture of these are the steps like you have to run this like a business and these are the steps that you need to take if you want to have success and and something that i always tell people i can't guarantee you success i can't guarantee that you're going to book a million jobs no, nobody can so you, you want to make sure that you do find people who are not just saying things to you but giving you real information real insights and and you know, something else that you mentioned that was 100% on the mark, the industry has changed so much. In just the past few years, you need to be studying and learning from somebody who's in the business now, still mm -hmm. doing this stuff. Like, for instance, years ago, if I was auditioning for a project out of town that I couldn't make it to, I would have to uh, shoot a VHS tape and I would uh, like overnight it through uh, you know Federal Express and and now 
a lot of people in certain markets, not so much in L.A. and not in New York for the most part. Uh, but I can tell you in Atlanta and, and in Louisiana, a lot of these auditions are done, uh, in, for me, they're done in my home. Yeah. And I upload the audition. So you need to learn how to shoot a great audition from home. And I've got a whole section of that in my book just to teach people. But, yeah, I mean, you, you want to be talking with somebody and learning from somebody who's currently in the business. Yeah, sounds great. For those of you just joining us, we're talking to Aaron Marcus, and uh, the book is How to Become Success. I'm sorry, How to Become a Successful Actor and model and uh, where can we find the book probably on your website right yeah if you go to howtoactandmodel.org and it's .org okay. you can just click on the book link there uh, you can also order it from from Amazon if you do order it from my website I do give away two great directories that are really helpful um, and, and something else if you do visit howtoactandmodel.org there are tons of great video blogs where I teach people about the industry. All that is free. And as a matter of fact, you can just sign in there and you will get three great videos. Right. That's teaching great. you about photos, finding agents, getting work on your own. And so it, it, it's a really wonderful place for people uh, to learn more about the industry. I, I, I know what it's like to get started. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. And you've got a, a lot of people who are doing all kinds of things uh, that are not necessarily in your best interest. So uh, I decided many years ago if I could help other people out and answer questions for them, more than happy to do it. You can even go to my facebook.com forward slash how to model page and I'd be more than happy to answer any kind of questions that you have. That's an amazing service you're uh, providing, you know, and I think it's really cool. And you're not asking for anything in return, but you guys should get the book, obviously, uh, for for your own benefit. Uh, mm -hmm. I also so uh, one important thing that you mentioned is anybody can be an actor and a model, right? You don't have to be like a glossy magazine fashion model like you like you described. Yeah, I mean when you look at a lot of look, there are the George Clooney types, you know, right. uh, the Brad Pitt types, of course. But there are millions and a lot more roles available for the people who look like regular people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I, I don't want to give the 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 impression that, you know, anybody can just walk out of their house, walk into an audition and just be an amazing actor. Look, we, we spend a lot of time studying and taking classes and practicing and getting rejected on a regular basis. But yeah, I truly believe that anybody can learn how to be a good actor and a great commercial model. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yeah, and you know what? Uh, finally, I just wanted to, uh, you said something interesting. You said it's like a business, and that's what occurred to me when uh, I was listening to you because uh, you have to find your market and then uh, and then target that market. And that's essentially what you're saying. You know, I mean, you've got to align yourself with what it is you're auditioning for and uh, and who your market is. And you I know, think you've got to know your strengths and weaknesses in that, um, well, in anything in life, but especially with that, right? Uh, that's a, that's a, I can't tell you how important that is. That is such an important statement. Mm -hmm. and, and especially, even like, for instance, for people who want to do voiceover work, you know, people who are doing uh, the voiceover work for radio spots or sometimes TV commercials or maybe narrations or even, you know, radio political spots, Sometimes people have this idea that I can do it all. I can sound like uh, a cartoon character. I can do animation kinds of voices. I can do uh, deep announcer kinds of things. And the problem is most people can't. Most people can do something well. Like, uh, Let me just use myself as an example. So for voiceover work, I am good at sounding like a regular guy. I, uh, I sound believable, uh, somebody that you like, somebody that you trust, somebody that you would share information with. That is my strength. And I don't try to do other things that I'm not really good at because when you start trying to combine a lot of things, because you think that you can just do it all, even the good things that you do get discredited because people only hear the bad stuff and you immediately will get dismissed. So, yeah, find out what your strengths are right. and that's what you use. If you look like 
you know, a I don't know, an unattractive next door neighbor, the you know, the the close friend who never gets asked out on a date. If if that's your look, then use it. You know, don't right. fight against your type. There's a lot of work out there for many, many different types. Right. So figure that out. And that is all part of running your business. You've got to be responsible. You've got to show up on time. You've got to be prepared. Right. You know, when, when people contact you about an audition, if you're not available, let them know. Give them the courtesy to let them know. Don't do crazy stuff on sets. Right. That's going to get you thrown off of a set. Uh, yeah. is, is a business. Exactly. And people have to understand the rules and how to play the game. And Aaron Marcus is going to give it to you folks. Get the book, How to Become a Successful Actor and Model. Uh, you can get it on the website. Give us the website again, Aaron. Sure. Howtoactandmodel.org. There you go, .org. And uh, if you guys don't remember, just uh, Google the name, I guess, the title of the book. I'm sure it's going to come up. You can get it on Amazon and everywhere. I highly recommend the website. There's a lot uh, going on. Uh, and, yeah, booking, modeling and stuff, you know. And, and that's the thing people don't understand. Uh, there's probably more ordinary-looking people getting cast mm -hmm. than uh, beautiful people, you know, because... Oh. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is look around you at, at ads in the in the paper or in the magazines and and commercials. It's usually, like you said, ordinary looking people. And yeah, absolutely, and, and and you're right because look, unless you're living in New York, L.A., Chicago, or Miami, there really is not any kind of fashion work. And right. fashion models, it's hard to be a fashion model. Right. It's kind of like being an NBA basketball player. Right. There aren't that many people in this world who are, you know, six foot eight and can hit three pointers all day long. <laughs> Just like true. in the fashion world, if you are a woman and you want to be um, a fashion model, a uh, fashion runway model, you have to have very specific statistics. You mm -hmm. have to be between, and of course, there are always a couple of exceptions, but pretty much you are going to be between 5'9 and 6 feet tall. Uh -huh. You're going to have measurements of 34, 24, 34. And on top of all that, you have to have a certain look that that particular fashion agency wants, exactly. even if you have those statistics. Yeah. And and for guys, you're going to be between 6 feet and 6 feet 2 and wear a size 40 jacket. It's, it's hard, and there's not nearly the amount of work available for fashion models than there are for commercial models. There's just so much more available. So, yeah, and you, look, you can't be beautiful and be a commercial model. I mean, there are tons of ads for, you know, high-end cars and watches and, and uh, uh, cruise lines and things like that where people are just beautiful with great bodies. And there are tons of ads where somebody feels sick and you've got a doctor and you've got a kid who has a horrible cold and you've got a, a mom who's taking care of somebody or the real estate agent. Right. There's just tons of work for those kinds of people as well. So the trick is get the information, know how to put together the right photos, get the right representation, and learn how to market yourself as well. Sounds great. And also get Aaron's book, for God's sake, <laughs> and it'll really help. Aaron, Aaron Marcus, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, much success to you. I know that uh, you, you're already successful. I mean, you've been doing this for 30 years, yeah. and it's a, it's a great service that you're providing for people to be able to learn some from your experience as well and maybe save a few years in the process. Save a few years and a lot of money and give yourself your best chance for success and not just spin your wheels and doing things over and over and over again. But There you yeah, go. Right. And, and it was great. Loved, loved talking with you both. Uh, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Shree. And, and if you guys ever uh, want me on again, always feel free to get in touch. Love to talk. We'll, we'll be happy thank to. Thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You see, I mean, stuff like this, it's like, it's it's totally, like, priceless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you want to get into the industry, you need to understand how it works. Like, uh, you know, sometimes I, I considered a couple of industries in my life, and I looked at it, and after after reading about it and, and doing research I realized you know what I'm not willing to pay the price to get into this industry mm -hmm. you know either the rejection or the you know the low odds of making it big and, and all this stuff you know so uh, I think there's a fine line too I think some people get so obsessed with like 
careers, which is important, but they also you need to have in that sort of industry um, your your life too, because you need the support of your friends and your family, and because there is a lot of rejection, you know. Yeah, so you need to have lot. a life outside of it as well, and hobbies and all that. Yeah. But I do agree with like when he was saying like the headshots and stuff. People have this misconception of like it needs to be the prettiest picture, and that's not actually true. I think he's right about it needs to show who you are. Right. And it, that you need to look at that picture and be like, oh, I get this person, like that that their personality shows. So it's not necessarily the best picture because I think uh, personally, like a lot of people want to choose their best picture where they look their best. Right, exactly. But that's not the thing. That's not what's going to grab someone. And that doesn't represent actually who you are. It might show you physically, but yeah, you want to see yourself physically, but there's something in that picture that grabs people. Right, right. I think he made a good point about that. Yeah, for sure. And also, if you want to save yourself a lot of rejection, then just apply for roles that you think you would be a good fit for not I just agree. anything you, you know you gotta know that your strengths and weaknesses and there's nothing wrong with having one of the i mean you, you gotta figure it out yeah you know you can't go for a role that you wouldn't fit and uh, and then be upset when you get rejected right you know yeah i mean that's the bottom line Absolutely. so this is cool we hope it helped you guys a lot for those of you wanting to get into this but yeah i, I have heard that when you do commercial TV commercials for the union, mm-hmm. you get paid like perpetually for years, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of money too. Yeah. So go figure, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to be in the right industry. It's true. Yeah. Very wow. True. Have you done any modeling at all, Cherie? No, I never did modeling. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I just never. Why not? I thought it was too I short. Because I think you got to be no, like but, at least 5'9 or something. No, like, but there again, you funny. see, you don't have to be like a, a walkway model, you yeah. know? Oh, like, I wouldn't want to be that. Anymore. I couldn't be. I'd start laughing my ass off. Can you imagine, really? Sam? I'd want to trip someone or like start making faces. <laughs> I'm so bad. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I, I get asked. Maybe. I, I, I but mean, there's I, models to do millions of things, yeah, you know? And maybe so. Yeah. You know, I mean, what the hell, you know? Yeah. It's like I say always, whatever you get from nature, from uh, in in your fate and your destiny, uh, go with it. Right, you know, make the best of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, if I was, uh, if I were much younger now, I would probably uh, try to cash in on that somehow. You know, yeah. I mean, knowing now. Uh, what I know now, you know, if I could look the way I did in my 20s, it would be amazing, you know, but uh, whatever, you know. So take care of uh, uh, of your looks because uh, we all get older sometime, you know. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Some people look, I mean, but, you know, you could still look great when you're older. It doesn't mean, oh, my God, you're, right. you're going to be unattractive, you know. I right. think, like, you know, there's beauty and everything and people's age and you know just keep yourself up and that's true work with what you have like you can never compare yourself to someone else and just work with like the best of what you have your qualities and like like same with what we were saying in strength and weaknesses and the acting profession and all just i think physically too work with what you have yeah yeah no that's true that's true just present yourself in the best possible light. I mean, it is like getting a job, you know, and that's what his website is entitled, Get the Job. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's see, another news. So, we were talking about the election and everything and uh, go out and vote. Um, I guess it's it's not fashionable to say don't waste your time, but uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying to I myself. I think a lot of people have said that. But yeah. <laughs> the word has gotten out. But I posted something, and this woman, I don't even know, posted on there. Uh, well, because I said it's pointless to... Uh, I said with... Uh, I wrote that with uh, with the Republican nominee already decided, pretty much. And uh, Hillary Clinton only... she Yesterday when I posted it, she had about... She was 26 delegates away from uh, clinching. So I wrote that, and I said, so with this and that, it's... Voting tomorrow is pointless. So this woman comes in. Well, maybe it is pointless to you. And she says, "Who who do you think you are telling America to give up and or or not to uh, to vote because you gave up?" I'm like, "Lady, calm down. Why the all the anger?" Well, if you, yeah, but Sam, you gotta expect if you write something like that, you can't yeah. expect for someone not to say something like no, that. No, no. But the thing is, it is my opinion. It's you your know? opinion, but you right. But you, you took it as like I gave it as a fact. Yeah, because you know, like, she said, "Who are you to tell 
Right. Well, it's I think, but opinion. she's but she's going to give her opinion whenever. I mean, yeah. it, po- politics, religion. You know, yeah. certain subjects are touching. You put that on like a social media, people will respond. And I mean, you not say you can't take it personally, but they're. I that's would expect true. if I write something like that, yeah, I would not expect anything less. Right. That's so true. I mean, I don't blame her for saying that. I'm not saying she's right or wrong. I'm just saying she has an opinion. Yeah, because I'm just saying something that's not politically correct, I guess. Right or the right thing to do. Well, or you're saying you're 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 opening the door to something yeah. a political conversation <laughs> people are going to jump on that right you know that's so true, yeah. with their opinions and you gotta ex- you gotta expect that that's true you do yeah you do so you gotta think before you post yeah i mean if you're down for that and you don't mind it and you're prepared yeah, yeah. go for it but if you don't want to deal with that shit don't no, but anything. i mean i can have a conversation but why attack people you know that's yeah. what i don't it's get. just because i don't think she's attacking you she's just saying like how what she read on your your situation your post right. and she's responding to that yeah for that maybe she felt you know and and things could be misconstrued and she read it that way people like i can read something and she and someone else can read something but still take it a little differently right it's you know exactly okay i get it i get it okay yeah all right well in other news obesity increases in u.s women study finds so in other words uh women are they're saying are uh getting obese well the obesity in women has gone up while men have gone unchanged so uh since apparently when? uh since uh let's see when was the last time that they did this between 2005 and 2014 really yeah based on data from about 2600 men 2800 women that shows for women uh yeah so that, you know, so the reason I'm bringing it up is because I, I really want to understand obesity because it's so prevalent around here, you know. And so you have studies that show that 35% of men, 40% of women, and 17% of children and adolescents are obese. That's a lot of people. That's really sad. So the question is why? I mean, okay, I understand people, you know, and I'll I'll let you, uh, Mm -hmm. I I just, I I know there's a lot of people that uh, would say it's uh, because you love food or food is fat and all that stuff. But my question is how much of that is emotional eating? Well, not only that, though, I think it's lack of activity. Think about it. Back in the day, I know, like, when we were growing up, and maybe it's because I grew up in, you know, the South, but, like, we were outside, man. We were playing. We were, like, rolling in the dirt. Like, we use our imaginations, which I think is so beautiful. Nowadays, and no offense to video games, and I respect that, (laughs) but here's the thing. A lot of the time in social media, but kids now come home, and they want to go on their computers, and they want to go on video games, and and I think that's their playtime, and that's fine, but, I mean, imagine, like, growing up, if you were outside running around around and you're you know chances are that child who's outside doing all kind of that physical activity is going to be burning off those calories right. and you know but if you're sitting down and also even as adults i know like i write a lot it's hard not to like nibble on food or drink things when you're writing so if you're that's true yeah, right? so if yeah. you're a child and you're like playing on video games you're gonna keep eating the cheetos and all that shit and yeah, that's right. fine and i'm not saying you can't have that i like stuff like that too but there's you know uh portion control and you know, I think yeah. people just don't own to stop. But yeah, I agree about emotional eating, but I also think that sometimes people don't get off their asses. Yeah, so it's so just the lifestyle. I think it's the lifestyle and how much yeah. you eat. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. And that's the thing. Another thing is how much you eat. It's like, like you with me, a, I never you have. You don't have 12. Yeah. You know, don't, you know? Do, and then you don't, you won't binge. I have some friends of mine and I love them to death, but I give them the shit all the time. Like, listen, you freak out. They're like, well, you always eat dessert. Yeah, but I either split it or I have my dessert, right? Right. But then I'm not sitting there going to binge eat it because I deny myself. So right. they exactly. never eat sweets. So then when they do, they yeah. freak out I and then their body goes into shock. It's and like, they got to have the whole package yeah, of Yeah, and then uh, it becomes like an obsession cookies. and all I think about is food. It's like, no, if you just be normal, and I know it's hard for some people, so I shouldn't say just do this, but if you you try this if you allow yourself like a cookie after or whatever go ahead and have a piece or have a piece of cake or whatever just stop right. don't eat five six seven pieces yeah exactly. so that way when you finally do have a chance if you haven't been eating all that you're not going to go crazy and then gain weight and do this binge and all that shit just allow yourself and then you know to have a bite or two and stop yeah yeah you know, I mean, many people are like many people think that I actually work out. I don't at all. I mean, oh, so you funny. know, I, I just the thing is, is that I don't have weight problems because 
I eat me I eat like two meals a day, two main meals, lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. And in between I don't eat that much. But then I mean and I even eat like late in the evening and I don't yeah, have Yeah, they said that's a myth. That's actually not true. Really? Uh-huh. But I mean it makes sense though that you don't want your stomach to work during the night, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you're sleeping. It's working regardless. But I mean, yeah, you uh-huh. don't want to sit there and well also I think it's it's really bad for you like to get really, really full and then lay down because of the, right. the um, digestion and what it what it does for you. That's more important than like, oh am I gonna gain weight? Because that really is now they're proven as it's a myth. It's just not healthy to eat a bunch of food and then lay down. Right. Because of the ass uh, yeah, reflex or whatever it's called. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do feel that sometimes. Yeah, I mean yeah, you don't have to Idea. I mean, if you, you know, watch what you eat, no, you don't really have to work out to maintain your weight. I think working out, though, is um, better or more so to keep strength and, you know, endurance and energy and build strength. But um, you can still maintain weight without it. But I think right. working out has other benefits. Like, I don't think you should work out just to always stay in shape so you can have 10 pieces of cake. That's yeah, the way exactly. To <laughs> like, no, go out. And, and it's like, oh, the gym, blah, blah, blah. No, you can go out on a nice walk. You can do things in your apartment and you could do whatever or house and and keep it simple, and it doesn't have to be so life-consuming. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm sensitive. I have a lot of people I know that all I do is talk about the gym and food and protein, and I just want to slap them. Yeah, it makes it's you so crazy, right? Annoying. Yeah, it's like live a and little. It's boring. That's yeah, right. So boring. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. You know, and uh, one more point I wanted to bring up is. Uh, that I don't remember what I wanted to bring up. So we're just going to wrap up, and uh, that's that's going to be it for the, today. We want to uh, thank Aaron Marcus. Yes, thank you, uh, And his book, Go Ahead and Get That Book, sounds amazing to me. Uh, and, yeah, I just have too many things in my mind that I can't remember what I wanted to say, but I know it was important. But if I do, I'll remember that yesterday and, and bring it up. But it was about what we were just saying, it's just that with food, food and yeah, and food and, and fitness, yeah. I mean, it's just that you've got to do it. It's like as much as you intake, uh, you got to burn off, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, it just stays and turns into fat, right? Yeah. So and and uh, and if you're eating emotionally, for example, if you're eating and hiding, and um, and then you finish like entire cookie jars and packs and stuff. You probably are eating emotionally, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, which yeah. I don't have to tell a person who's already doing that, but maybe someone who lives with them and realize they could probably use some help, you know. Yeah, because it's beyond food. It's like maybe there's something else bothering them, and yeah, they need yeah. to get down to the bottom. I of mean, that. and I know that because I was, uh, you know, I lived with one for a long time, and uh, yeah, I couldn't tell until she admitted. That yeah. you know, she'd take like the whole package of cookies, eat it, and then replace it with another one so I wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you all for joining us. Cherie, thank you as You're always. Welcome. Always a pleasure. Yes. <laughs> uh and uh so tomorrow's Wednesday, so we'll see you then. Bye. 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 Listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on LA Talk Radio.